Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Let's Talk Trends. I'm Dawn, Container Communications Lead of Line Global Investors. Thank you so much for being with us here today. This is part two of our second half market outlook series. To refresh, in our recently published part one, we discussed the hype surrounding generative AI theme. Today, we will delve more into our asset allocation views for second half. Of course, Limrin, our chief investment strategist, is here to share his views. Welcome back, Limrin. Thanks, Don. Great to be here. Fixed income this year is finally delivering income. Consensus has been generally pretty positive on the fixed income markets this year, particularly on the back of decent yields on elevated rates. The US Federal Reserve has paused rates in June uh, after 10 consecutive hikes, though the dot plot suggests another 50 bips hike for the rest of this year. So what do we think now about the fixed income markets and uh, any particular segment that we like? Indeed, as interest rates are high in developed markets and we are also at the tail end of the interest rate hiking cycle, we are positive on short duration, higher quality bonds as yields are attractive and they offer the potential for capital appreciation should we enter a recession. We also see selective opportunities in certain Asian credits where spreads are still wide over concerns of yield volatility. Okay, great. Now let's move on to equities. I want to first touch on Japan because you are the expert covering the Japanese market for so long. So definitely have to get your views on this. Well, Japan market has hit a 33-year high uh, this year, the fastest horse in the race. So investors have piled into the market. We have seen very meaningful inflows into the market. So what do you think are the key drivers behind the performance thus far and any more legs to the rally? There are two key reasons why investors are positive on Japan equities. First, companies have become more proactive in increasing their dividends and share buybacks to improve their capital efficiency as requested by the Tokyo Stock Exchange. Second, Japan is finally exiting from its deflationary phase and wages are rising at rates not seen since the 1990s. We believe this will drive consumption and growth in the domestic economy. Valuations are not stretched on decent earnings expectation for next year. As such, we remain positive on Japan equities. Mm, And tourism. I can't wait to visit Japan again later this year. Okay, so back on point, I wanted to address the uh, elephant in the room, if you like, which is China. Late last year, markets were brimming with optimism when China reopened. But this year, it seems like things have taken pretty much of a turn. Geopolitical tensions have been overhanged for a while now. And the latest macro data seems to have implied that growth momentum may have stalled. And markets are also disappointed at the lack of major stimulus announced um, thus far this year. So how do we think, you know, investors should be positioned right now? We believe that several catalysts are required for a rejuvenated rally in China equities. One, better economic data that suggests sustained growth momentum. Two, announcement of more economic stimulus by the Chinese government. And three, improving geopolitical relationships with the US. For that, We could see improvements in two areas. Better relationship after visit by U.S. Secretary of State Blinken and a potential visit by U.S. Treasury Secretary Yellen later this month. Secondly, new stimulus measures could also be announced during the Politburo 
meetings in July. All right, got it, got it. So last but not least, I want to talk about India. There has been a lot of a renewed interest in the market recently on this market, and the China Plus One talks have been making their rounds uh, in the market. So do you think that India could be a beneficiary, and why? We are long-term positive on India on structural reforms. India is currently undergoing a manufacturing renaissance and could potentially be an alternative factory of the world besides China. The Modi government has also undertaken a series of positive reforms to cut red tapes, streamline their tax codes, and improve infrastructure to attract foreign direct investments. India's middle class is also growing, which would be positive for India's domestic economy. Mm. Thanks, Limrin. Always great to have you on the show. You've been listening to Let's Talk Trends with me, Don Leong. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe to our show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Catch you guys next time. Disclaimer: This advertisement has not been reviewed by the Monetary Authority of Singapore. This is for information only and is not a recommendation, offer, or solicitation. Information is subject to change without notice and is not to be relied on as advice. Investments are not guaranteed and are subject to investment risks. For more information, please visit www.lionglobalinvestors.com.